Welcome to Marty's Music Kitchen, the fun music and food podcast where anything can happen. Today, we visit with Amanda Richards, leader in the Portland neo-root scene with her band, The Good Long Wiles. She sings old school country and rock and has five CDs to her credit. Amanda is also the winner of the Independent Music Award and six first round Grammy nominations. When I'm not, you know, up to my eyeballs producing musicals and writing and stuff, I actually do like to spend a lot of time in the kitchen. Amanda is known for her outspoken and slightly risque humor. In fact, production is underway for Whiskey Dixie and The Big Wet Country, the first musical Amanda has written, composed, and produced. On the menu today, creamy potato bisque and mmm, mmm, chocolate chip cookies. Can this multi-talented musical gem get it going on on the stage and in the kitchen? Keep listening and let's find out. So hey Amanda. Hey Marty. How are you? I'm doing great. How welcome are you to the show. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. So um, I'm really excited. I've been to a lot of your shows and I think you're amazing. And um, I love your music. You're so talented and I'm grateful that you said yes. So thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on here. It's my pleasure. So what are we cooking first today? <laughs> um, so we're doing a combination of one um, creamy potato bisque and um, chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> okay, I'm excited about both, but I'm telling you, uh, creamy potato bisque is gonna like rock the world. What are you about to do? Um, so I've got some garlic in a jar here and I'm shaking it up, trying to get the skins off of it. And I have never heard easier. of this. You just yeah. rocked my world. Well, okay, you... so take a regular little jar, throw your garlic in it and shake it. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it then basically the skin... loosens the skins. Yeah, totally. And it, it'll shake them all the way off, but I'm kind of, being lazy and right. <laughs> um, my arm gets a little tired from that motion sometimes. <laughs> but, yeah, I but bet. But yeah, it's a, um, you know, years ago, um, my ex-husband and I used to manage a lodge up on Mount Hood, um, ah. Zama Lodge. And so that was kind of one of the tricks that we learned in the big industrial kitchen was dumping all of the garlic into like a big, um, two big salad bowls and just shake it up. You know? ah, <laughs> so, that's super fun. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize that um, you had like a background in cooking. Well, um, you know, I've been kind of cooking on and off my whole life, but that was one of the like industry jobs that I had. We lived up there for seven months um, in the winter as uh -huh. a caretaker position. And at times, you know, we would have up to 70 guests. Uh -huh. And so I'd have to get up at like 4.30 in the morning and cook breakfast for 70 people. Um, mm -hmm. you know, were well, you performing at the time? Were you getting home at 2 a.m. and getting up at 4.30? You know, it's funny. Um, we actually performed at the Laurel Thirst every Tuesday night. You know, so I was commuting from Mount Hood um, into Portland on Tuesday nights. And, um, you know, the lodge that, that we lived in, you have to hike into. So it's covered in snow. And so it was kind of fun in a not-so-fun way. <laughs> not not so fun at 2.30 in the morning. Oh, yeah. Um, but what was really cool up there is that I actually recorded an album while I was living up there. Um, I have a Christmas album called Bleak Winter uh -huh. that I, I basically rewritten Christmas songs 
um, into minor keys to make them kind of disturbing. Bleak? Bleak and disturbing? <laughs> yeah, bleak winter, yes. Yeah, all right. And um, there was this old Electra Voice microphone up there at the lodge that had been there since the 60s, you know. So and, cool. Yeah, and so I ended up recording the the vocals for all the the tracks with that microphone that had been in there and it just has this really kind of cool boxy sound to the vocals and I can't wait to hear I have not is this something that listeners can buy or yeah the host yeah can check it out? Is, it's something that I made a few years ago yeah and it's available on iTunes it's about a six song EP and um you know I know that you're kind of a Halloween gal and stuff I too. I am. And... Uh, you've got your Halloween girl right here. We do have that in common, right? Yeah, yeah, And totally. it's so appropriate that we're doing this, right? When the, the leaves are starting to turn and I'm so excited. I saw my first pumpkin yesterday. I'm like, yes! Yeah, totally. Well, that that was... Uh, it, the, the album, is, it's a little spooky because of the the quality of the production, but I did have a couple of little disembodied voices appear on the recordings, too. You, are you serious? Yeah, I'm really serious. Okay, so this is going to be my creepy Halloween show. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, all right, that, well, that's, and you recorded it at the lodge? I did record, record it at the lodge. I can't wait to hear this. So Halloween fans out there, listen for a spooky, creepy voices on the recording that are not Amanda's. <laughs> all right, so tell me, what, what, what have we got going on the stove here? Okay, so I had, before you guys got here, I had sauteed um, and caramelized onions in um, this big little stew pot here. Okay. And um, sauteed them in butter. And then I added vegetable stock. I usually make my own vegetable stock, but it was a little pressed for time, so um, Trader Joe's was really helpful. Trader Joe's, <laughs> you gotta do it, right? Yeah, and um, so I you know, let those simmer for a while and then um, kind of add salt, mostly. Like most of the seasoning comes from the onions and the stock. Um, and then add potatoes to it uh, so that they are absorbing all of the the salty vegetable goodness sort of thing nummy and so i've kind of cooked this down the the potatoes are soft but not like too mushy so it's um, not boiling have you just been kind of like at yeah a simmer, i turned, it, I turned it down i would i simmered it for a while so my my stove tends to cook hot uh -huh. so even low is still kind of high right um so i i tend to kind of turn things off um, so it's 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 hot right now, and I just added fresh garlic. I like to add garlic at the end of things mm -hmm. um, instead of the beginning, so that the garlic flavor is still pretty prominent. Um, so what I'm going to do with this is add arugula to it, and then we're going to blend it um, using a, a mixer. And Great. so there's actually no. Um, dairy in it. I, I did cook with butter, but you can make this vegan oh, cooking with olive oil. I know we have some vegan listeners, yeah. and they've said, Marty, do more vegan shows. But I'm, well, okay. Yeah. So um, this can be made vegan. Mm -hmm. What would you not use? So I, I, I used butter this morning because butter is my favorite food. Right. Um, <laughs> but you could use olive oil or an, um, other vegetable oil. I would prefer. Did you just say butter is your favorite food? Butter is my favorite food. Oh, a Halloween girl and a butter girl. There you yeah. go. <laughs> Are you a butter girl too? I am a butter girl too. I Give used... me a piece of hot, fresh baked bread with uh -huh. butter on it. I haven't done a bread show yet. So yeah. that is really good. So did you, uh, would you ever use chicken stock with this? Oh yeah, Instead you can. of So whatever yeah. you've got on hand yeah. or have time to make or buy. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that I do with, with um, I usually make my own vegetable stock. Um, I save like the ends of 
celery and, and onions and things like that. And I keep them in the freezer. And then when it's time to make stock, I usually make like a big stock pot of it and then we'll freeze that. But I've been, that's super smart. I've been busy. Would you be willing to, you know, share a recipe for vegetable stock with our listeners? Yeah. I mean, that's, it's a, it's super easy uh, for me. I don't really follow recipes that much. It's just more of a, a intuitive sort of thing. So, <laughs> so is this an inherited thing of, you know, um, just that, that sense of food? So, you know, my journey as a, you know, a, a cook or whatever, um, you know, I, my, my mom used to, she cooked a, a bit when we were growing up. So we did have some home prepared meals, but I mostly learned how to prepare food from a variety of different older witchy women. Um, I lived with a, with an ex-boyfriend when I was like 19 and his mom, and she was um, really into like macrobiotics and stuff. And so she, she had taught me about cooking and using like cast iron and, you know, and how no, no matter what you cook, you always want to, you cook the onions first until they're clear, you know, and then add your other ingredients and, and using really simple ingredients, but really quality ones, you know. And then um, I've met a, a few other just, just, just women that knew their way around the kitchen and, and picking up little tips and tricks over the years over that. It's just like kind of absorbing it. But, yeah. you know, you can kind of see in my kitchen, I've like, I've got walls of herbs and... <laughs> Um, I see this kind of uh, like I, I love having all my spices and all my my cooking spices are unlabeled and it used to, to drive my uh, my ex crazy because he can't tell the difference between cloves and cayenne pepper. Oh, no. But... <laughs> uh, yeah, that could be an issue. Yeah, that could be an issue. So is this a recipe that you uh, based off of something that you learned or learned yeah. from someone? Then? So I learned this when I was about um, 21. Mm hmm. And I was living in, um, well, what is now the Salt and Straw on 33rd and Division. It was a former mental institution turned band rehearsal space. Oh. And yeah, it was still called the Riles Center for Treatment and Evaluation. But there was just a ton of Portland bands practicing there. And it was about 12 years ago, something like that. And Locke Lamond, Decemberists, um, a lot of like bands that ended up kind of becoming kind Amanda of big out Richards. of Portland. Yes. Um, we practiced out of there. And, um, you know, eventually it just kind of turned more into my house <laughs> instead of like a rehearsal space. I ended up living in this tiny little room for about 150, 200 bucks a month. And this is the, like <laughs> the gypsy musician life, right? It, it was, it was a bit like that. You know, it, it, um, it sounds more glamorous than it was, <laughs> but, um, yeah, one of the, one of the, the women that kind of cohabitated there, she was this older French woman, a very elegant, she was a yoga teacher and very much into like Ayurvedic cooking and stuff. And, um, so she had, taught me how to make this soup basically and so it's very simple ingredients you know just potatoes onions vegetable stock um and then we blend it usually usually using like arugula or watercress oh, and watercress. then and then topping it with uh, crumb fresh i can't wait so <laughs> what's our next step on the soup okay so i added the garlic uh-huh um and so now what i'm going to do is i'm just going to pop it back on for a second and i'm going to pull out the arugula and somewhere in here, I have one of these things. 
An immersion brawn? blender. An immersion blender. That's what the, we just call them brawn in my house. Brawn? <laughs> yeah. All right, fresh arugula right from the bag. Right from the bag, yeah. Thanks, Trader Joe's. <laughs> Gotta do it. So what are you gonna do to prep that? Anything? So, let's see. Triple washed. So we rinse with cool water to refresh, but we don't really need to refresh it. It's just kind of going into a soup, so. All right. Um, See, I like to just kind of get it so that there's a little bit of a simmer going there because we don't really yeah. want to cook it that much. We just want to. I see a few bubbles yeah. in this concoction. And so I'm just kind of. And add, so add big handfuls? Of, yeah, just a couple of handfuls there. Yeah, Not those, a whole lot because they get kind of tangled in the immersion blender. I'm going to say that's like three cups. Those were giant handfuls. So, <laughs> all right, and in comes the immersion blender. <laughs> Now I do prefer using an immersion blender for this. Um, I do have a Vitamix, but I've found that if you blend it too much, it gets a little bit pasty. Oh uh, yeah, let's not do that. <laughs> so that's it? I think so. Let's see I, if I got most of the chunks out of there. It looks oh, the so creamy and rich, and the color is amazing. It looks like a vegetable garden all in one pot. What do you think? Taste testing? It. Seems pretty good. I think it can use a little bit more salt. All right, and is that it for the soup? And that's pretty much it. It's really simple. Um, you know, it can, can go vegan and um, it, it can be a whole meal or it can be the beginning of a meal, so. <laughs> Love it. Would you ever add any meat to it? Um, Bacon or? I think that you could as a garnish, uh -huh. but I wouldn't add it to the to the cream unless like maybe um, sauteing the onions and like uh, bacon grease might give it a little, Ooh, little bacon. That would be good. Flavor. I cannot wait to taste the soup. Oh, let's um, take a break though. Would it be okay if we went in the other room and you played something for us? Yeah, sounds great. Let's yeah, let's go. The Marty's Music Kitchen podcast is brought to you in cooperation with Oregon Music News. Well, this is great. Now we're, we've magically moved to your living room mm -hmm. and um, you have someone joining us. Yeah, so this is my bandmate, Steve Moore. Um, we're in the band The Good Long Wiles together. And, um, hey, Steve. Hey. Welcome to the show. Pleasure to be here. And you get to eat later. You have to come far. Yeah. <laughs> Woohoo! And uh, what are you playing? Uh, lap steel. A lap steel, which kind of looks like a sideways guitar, only sideways, not. That's usually what I call it, I guess. The, yeah, the sideways guitar. Yeah. yeah, Marty's terminology. So lap steel, and um, and you are playing an acoustic. Yep, acoustic guitar. Mm -hmm. So tell us about the song you're gonna sing. Um, so this is a song that I wrote quite a while ago. It's been around for quite a while. Uh -huh. um, it's one of the more appropriate food-related songs. We had a conversation about that earlier. Um, what's it called again? It's called Cookies and Whiskey. Cookies! Are we going to have whiskey with our cookies later? Yes, there's, there's cookies and whiskey in the kitchen. Um, I, I wrote this when I was, uh, I was living in, in California. I was about 22 years old, and my family, they're all country musicians. Really? How far so. back? Um, so my grandfather sang with the Sons of the Pioneers for 21 years, ah. and my dad was a outlaw country and western singer also. And so you're third generation. I am, yeah. So and with this particular style of music, and as a teenager, like kind of. Growing up in Portland, I was more in like the punk scene and stuff, and did not want anybody to know Weren't that I all? had the country, <laughs> the country roots. Um, 
And so this was kind of the first song that I wrote that actually full on acknowledged the the countryness of my background. Were you trying to get away from it? I was trying to get away from it, and the song was actually me kind of making fun of it a little bit too. Ah, so. a little humor. Yeah. Ah, well, I can't wait to hear it. Well, as I wrote you this letter, crumbs fell on the page. As my cookie crumbled, like my world at this stage. I've been living on memories, cream pies and drink. Which might explain the teardrops and chocolate smeared ink. Oh, cookies and whiskey. Donuts and beer I love you darling And I wish you were here But I'll drown my sorrows In pastries and booze I've got a big ass And bad gas And heartbroken blues Been dreaming and scheming To get you back home Cause my world's gotten smaller Since you left me alone I knew you liked tight jeans But I took it too far Cause I can't fit nothing Including my car Oh, cookies and whiskey Donuts and beer I love you, darling And I wish you but I'll drown my sorrows in pastries and booze I've got a big ass and bad gas and heartbroken blues Oh, cookies and whiskey, donuts and beer I love you, darling, and I wish you were here but I'll drown my sorrows in pastries and booze I've got a big ass and bad gas and heartbroken blues When I brought you this letter I saw your surprise At how in just five long days I grew to this size Applause, applause. Thank you. That was really great. 
Kind of sad a little bit. <laughs> sad country I, song. I love the chocolate smeared ink <laughs> because I'm a chocolate girl, but yeah. hopefully I'm not going to grow a size in a week. So, yeah. you know, I loved that. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it was partially based off of a true story. Mm. It's mostly uh, Kahlua and um, oh, those mother's toffee cookies, you know. Really? <laughs> and a whole size in a week, huh, Amanda? <laughs> yeah. Wow. You really know how to drown your sorrows. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. Do what I can. Um, the um, did you learn to play guitar from your uh, grandparents or your grandfather or your father? Yeah, so most of the musicians in my family were self-taught. And so I did pick up a thing or two um, from just being around folks, but mostly it was like, figure it out on your own, kid. <laughs> kind of, you know, and then uh, when I was 17, 18, I entered into the, the um, jazz music program at Mount Hood Community College. Um, I've actually dropped out of that program three times. Dave Bardoon. You <laughs> yes. were in the Dave Bardoon years. Uh, yes, the Bardoon years. Yeah, yes. yeah I sang in our Dave Bardoon, um, but in a different place up in Seattle. Oh, nice. So, and um, I actually learned a lot. Yeah, that uh, is a pretty cool program. The one at Mount Hood Community College was one of the best in the state at the time that I was going there. Yeah, because and, they had the Mount Hood Jazz Festival. Yeah. For listeners who don't know, that uh, it, it was iconic in having jazz musicians from all over the mm. world. I mean, I saw Mel Torme, Ella Fitzgerald, um, Spyro Gyra, um, the Yellow Jackets, um, all those, you know, really, um, you know, back when jazz was festival worthy and that yeah. kind of a sense. Yeah. So in Portland, it was huge. We used to get blankets and you'd run down to the general seating and spread your blanket on the field to get the best um, seat. And you do that for three days yeah. and see these amazing amazing musicians so I remember it well yeah it's a pretty cool program and a lot of really talented musicians came out of that program I, I actually was in a, a combo with Ben Darwish for a time and were you really yeah uh, so from jazz to country yeah well it was from country to jazz back to country so, oh, you tried yeah. to avoid it yeah and then you got pulled back in well, the thing is, is I just I have a twang to my voice, and I, I can't outrun it. Even trying to sing jazz, it sounded country. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, a, I'm a little bit of a rock girl myself, mm -hmm. alternative music rock girl. But when I sing, I sound like a jazz singer, and I can't help it. So, yeah. you know, I am jazz singer Marty Mendenhall by, I don't know, heredity. Well, it's funny now. I've actually been studying opera for the last year with um, uh, Linda Bryce, who's one of the top opera coaches in the region and so now does that I know that you're writing a musical mm -hmm. or actually do you have it written the what's it called tell me okay so the musical I've written is called Whiskey Dixie and the Big Wet Country okay and is that is a, a risque title yes oh my <laughs> it gosh. is a very raunchy outlaw country musical so this is an adults only yes it musical is rated R all right um, for very open-minded people um, who like being offended. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. Well, there's an introduction right there. Yeah. And um, do you, you wrote it, mm -hmm. and you uh, composed the music for it. Yes. And you're producing it. Yeah. Um, and are you in it? I'm in it, yeah. Thankfully, I'm not directing it, but I, I play whiskey in the play, and... I'm no not... kidding. <laughs> and I don't know if I can say what the play is about, I mean, that's I could say it and you yeah, can edit it out. You probably, you might have given it a good enough, and yeah. you know, let, let's let our listeners be surprised when they come. And what are the dates of the musical? So it opens at Imago Theater on September 21st, and we are running for four weeks, so it closes on October 13th. 
That gives you time to enjoy Halloween. I know. I'm so excited. Ah, uh, me too. <laughs> um, yeah, and actually, uh, you can get more information about the play or pick up tickets at Whiskey Dixie Musical. Whiskey Dixie, uh, D-I-X-I-E. Yeah. Musical.com. Yep. Yeah. And then where can they find your music? So my music is on amandarichards.net. And just make sure you go to .net and not .com. Yeah. So we're back in the kitchen. Yes. Uh, you might be able to tell from the difference in acoustics. Um, so are, is the soup ready to eat? Yeah, I think so. Let's try some. So get a little thing going here. And then I've got creme fraiche in the refrigerator. So, so Steve one? is also the music director of the play. Music director of the play? Yep. That's cool. And how many people in her? How many characters are in your musical? So there are nine principal characters um, and a four-piece band on stage the entire time. And yeah, so I think all in all, cast and crew, we've got about 25 people involved. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> I love it. While we let the soup cool, mm -hmm. I understand you've got another um, something, something cooking up for us? Yep, we've got some chocolate chip cookies we're gonna throw in the oven. <gasps> and... Wow, that dough uh, kind of has a darker color to it. Does it have molasses in it? Yes, it does. Tell me more. Well, I usually like to cook with my chocolate chip cookies with just brown sugar, uh -huh. um, but I didn't have any, so I used white sugar and then I added a bunch of extra molasses to it. <laughs> so These are gonna be very good. I hope so. They're gluten-free too, and I've um, I've actually never used this gluten-free flour. That was also a, a Trader Joe's one. I usually use a different brand. Um, For those listeners that don't know, Trader Joe's is a um, a local, very popular chain that uses you know local farmers and locally sourced um, food, and they're really great. So and so you uh, while the cookies are in the oven. Uh, we're going to post the recipe for the cookies. Um, we've got, what are you opening? So this is creme fraiche. So it is French cream. And you can use sour cream, but this is a, more of a sweet cream. Yeah, this was on the recommendation of my French friend, Natalie, who taught me how to make the soup. All right, what do we do? So we just put a little dollop on the top of the soup, and then we eat it. The other thing that you can use, too, is chev, like goat's cheese. Okay. Um, or sheep's cheese. So we're ready to taste the soup. I'm ready to taste the soup. So I did have a lot of extra salt there at the end, so hopefully I didn't make it too salty. And this is from your French friend. Mm-hmm. Creamy potato bisque. Wow. This is phenomenal. The flavors are amazing. Oh, wow. And just really simple ingredients, so. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. This is all going to be the rest of the show is me saying mm-mm-mm, which is what I plan to say about the cookies. So mm -hmm. <laughs> have you fed many a band member with a soup over the years? You know, I most of my cooking involves a lot of improvisation. So you could, I, I guess I'm a, a, a jazz player in the kitchen. You know, I just kind of see what I have around and then and go from there. So, Kitchen improv, we call it. <laughs> so is there anything about this recipe that you want to share on the air? So um, it is one that I kind of developed on my own. And I, I spent two years living in Guatemala. And while I was there for the first year, I was essentially a glorified housewife. Like I um, was robbed at gunpoint three times in the first eight months that I was there. 
And Holy Toledo. Yeah, so I kind of stopped leaving my house and we were on a budget. And so my artistic expression really came out through food. Um, Cause that was the one thing we did have a budget for was so I could go shopping and get whatever food I wanted. And they had a ton of fresh, fresh produce and stuff down there. Um, but I wanted to do a cookie recipe that was really simple and easy to remember. Um, so I, I kind of call this like the one cookie recipe because I, I just use one of everything. So it's like one stick of butter, one cup of sugar, one egg, one teaspoon of salt, one tablespoon of uh, vanilla, um, one teaspoon of baking powder, and one teaspoon of baking soda. Wow. And that's the it. The one cookie recipe. Yeah. I can't wait to try these. Yeah. And so, I and I, I do prefer this. to use um, brown sugar over white sugar. Um, in this case, we, I added molasses to the, to the white sugar. So it has a little bit more molasses flavor. Um, and then I also, I made my own vanilla bourbon. So this You put one, vanilla bourbon in the cookies? Yeah. Mm. So it says it was in vodka, See, but I actually I didn't make did. that up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Chocolate cookies. Wait, um, go back to the vanilla bourbon. How did yeah. you make that? Um, so it is just, let's see, there's about eight vanilla beans in here. Whole. Yeah, whole beans and just pour some bourbon in there and let it sit for about a year. For about a year? <laughs> well, you can use it after two weeks, but that one's about a year old. Do you add any additional sugar to that? There's no sugar in it. It's just alcohol and vanilla. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then do you use that mainly for cooking? Mm-hmm. Yeah, or... so it's, a, it's vanilla extract. That's how you make vanilla extract. I can imagine it might make a nice dessert aperitif. You know, um, I gave it a way as a as a christmas gift a couple of years ago and i uh -huh. think that people actually just ended up drinking it instead uh, of cooking with it so this but. is uh we've got uh, we're going to be posting the recipe for the soup mm -hmm. uh the creamy potato bisque that can be vegan mm -hmm. and then we're also going to post the one cookie recipe for the chocolate chip cookies which are going to just about to come out of the oven yeah and um now we also have this how to make vanilla bourbon <laughs> uh kind of a recipe going on too yeah, well, uh, when I'm not, you know, up to my eyeballs producing musicals and writing and stuff, I actually do like to spend a lot of time in the kitchen and do a lot of DIY stuff. And I'm kind of a lay herbalist, so I, you know, make a lot of tinctures and balms and things like that. All when you're not writing music. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. You spend, Amanda Richards spends a lot of time in the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah, I also find cooking uh, relaxing and experimental and it is a lot like jazz singing and I think that's why I like it so much mm -hmm. um, is you know it's the perfect blend music and food for me is the perfect blend so the cookies are about to come out of the oven because the kitchen smells amazing and I'm the soup was great woohoo cookie time so they come out kind of poofy oh it smells so good so you can have your chocolate chip cookies with um, organic whole milk or with some Southern comfort. Which do you prefer? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'll go for the Southern comfort. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we're ready to try these cookies? Yeah. We it. have poured some milk. And um, can I get one of the hot ones? You want one of the hot ones? So these not. are going to crumble. So this is your molasses one cookie recipe. Oh, they are going to crumble. Yeah, that's, that's the thing with the gluten-free ones. You got to kind of let them toughen up a little bit. Gluten-free cookies. Ah, 
but when they cool, they don't crumble as much, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. And I'm gonna so gain, am I gonna gain a pound in a week? It might happen. All right, here we go. Cheers, bottoms up. Cheers. I'm just gonna say that is a delicious combination. And we also have milk. Amanda, this is a great way to end an interview. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> I really encourage people to try both these recipes and the vanilla bourbon, that was really good. So there's one last thing I wanna bring up. I know that you and I both have been making music videos and I loved your video that you did. Um, with, I'm just gonna say it was in a field. You wanna tell us briefly about it? So that was actually um, shot by a crew out of Eugene for a 72 hour music video festival. Uh huh. And they had approached me about using the song and. So I went down there and I, I, I let them have the use of it. And we made a really fun music video, got to shoot with a couple of drones and had a lot of um, teenage girl zombies. <laughs> you, so it was a zombie video. It was what zombie I'm trying video. to get yeah, to. Yeah, yes, yes. That was so much fun. I mm -hmm. love it. And I, I'm, I'm, I want to do a Halloween song because of that video. Mm. Yeah. Well, I, I love doing um, Halloween themed music. And so that was based off of, uh, was from the album Play Dead, which is all old school country songs about the zombie apocalypse. Ah, so. <laughs> so you have a CD about the zombie apocalypse. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's called Play Dead. It came out in 2011. And mm. that also won an independent music award for best concept album. And Congratulations. Thank you. And as I eat these, I'm not kidding. These are mm, 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 chocolate chip cookies. Thank you so much for being on the show, Amanda. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Marty. I'm your host, jazz singer Marty Mendenhall. This show is made with support from patrons just like you, with rewards at every level. Find out how you can be part of the fun at patreon.com forward slash Marty Mendenhall. Thanks so much for listening and see you next time on Marty's Music Kitchen. Oh,